In Key West, it had been such a perfect afternoon and evening that Peter Kaplan had nearly forgotten to be worried. How could anything really bad possibly happen here? It had been a splendid few hours of vacationing, and nestled into bed with his wife, who was already sleeping, his attitude had been quite thoroughly, if provisionally, adjusted. Home exchanging, he thought. You never knew exactly what you'd find, what might happen. That was part of the fun. A broken window, a flying coconut, a host with mafia connections. They were the stuff of vivid memories and amusing stories to share with friends back home. This new and easygoing frame of mind lulled Peter into a delicious slumber that lasted until around 1 a.m., when he was awakened by what seemed to him to be a noise downstairs. What he thought he'd heard was a metallic sound that was crisper and drier than the humidly rustling sounds of tropical night. The sound might perhaps have been the tiny collision of a key or a pick with a lock. The sound was followed by something less heard than very faintly felt. The subtle whoosh that happened when a door was opened and a whole house exhaled through a vacant frame. Peter lifted onto an elbow and cupped an ear to listen. He didn't want to panic, didn't want to backslide into automatic worry. Most night sounds, after all, were innocent and harmless, even comforting. His heart rate slowed again, and he began to lower his head back toward the pillow. That was when he heard a soft but rhythmic sequence. Shuffle, creak. Shuffle, creak. The quiet but insistent beat came three times, four times, and as the pictured footsteps drew nearer, all trace of calm was swept out of Peter's mind by a flooding tide of sickening fear, made even more bitter by a jolt of self-mockery and self-blame. A benign, safe little town. Ha! This was what happened when you relented in your paranoia, when you relaxed your vigilance even for a moment. He reached over and shook Meg by the shoulder. Wake up! There's someone in the house! His tone jarred her into full alertness, and for a moment they just sat together in the dark, listening and dreading. From below there came more sounds, objects being bumped, something being placed on a tabletop or counter. Meg's only answer was to tug her husband's arm so that he followed her as she slid silently onto the floor at the side of the bed that was farthest from the bedroom door. The two of them cowered there behind the mattress. Peter fought back a shameful impulse to weep. Somewhere deep in the dark center of his lifelong nervousness, there had always been a certainty that a moment like this would come, a moment of crisis to which he would not be equal, a moment when he would miserably fail to meet a danger and therefore be destroyed. Well, goddammit, destroyed he might be, tied up with duct tape, shot by mistake, but he wouldn't quail, and he wouldn't go down without a fight. Footsteps began ascending the unlighted stairway from the living room. Meg kissed her husband on the cheek. Whatever happens, Peter, I love you. I love you too. And as he said the simple words, he also formed a stratagem. There was a small lamp on the nightstand. He disconnected it and grabbed it with a sweating hand. Something to throw. The footsteps continued, coming closer. The footsteps paused. 
The intruder must have reached the landing. Peter tried to shout. He couldn't. It was like that moment in a nightmare when you try to scream but nothing happens. He begged his throat to open, and finally, in a tone he wished was more authoritative, he managed to call out, Stop! Don't come any closer! I have a gun! And listen, you're wasting your time here. I'm not Benny Buffano and I don't know where he is. Meg, nestled up against her husband's side, called out, And I'm not Glenda! There was another pause. This one somehow carried the suggestion of befuddlement. Then a voice from the landing said, Fucking A, you're not Glenda, because I am. So who the fuck are you? I live here. I'm looking for my cat. I'm looking for my husband. Maybe you two should put some clothes on and tell me what the fuck is going on.